1: Live from San
2: Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Are we here? We're here! We have connected. We have liftoff. It's Jim Valley. Don't go anywhere. We are actually live here on Wrestling Observer Live on Saturday. Sorry about last week. We had some sort of connection issue. And we couldn't make it happen. I don't know what happened. It might have been a Comcast Xfinity issue on my end. But we worked during the week and obviously we have solved it. So we are back here today. So it's Jim Valley, sports byline in San Francisco. It's all good here in Kirkland. So it's all good from Diego to the Bay. Me, of course, being Diego, Jim Valley. Jimmy Jim feeling quite valleylicious today. Can you tell I was listening to Fergie before the show? Or how it's now known, oldies. Piss me off. You damn kids, get off my London Bridge. And it is going down today. Drinks will start pouring, my speech starts slurring, and everybody gonna start looking real good. I'm such a lady, but I will be talking like a hoe today. Minus the swearing, because we are on the radio so come for the f-bombs stay for the high blood pressure because there are things that are pissing me off this week coming up this week the legend of zelda er i mean the legend of wheeler yuda and also how you wrestling nerds piss me off we're also gonna talk about smackdown we've got rampage nxt level up new japan windy city riot tonight i mean think about Before I got sick, almost two years ago, I had a hard enough time watching two hours of SmackDown that was over at 10 p.m. I had to wake up early Saturday morning to write and produce a show for you every Saturday. And now, I've got Rampage that starts at 10 a.m. NXT Level Up, New Japan, AEW Battle of the Bouts, the Windy City Riot. Talk about inflation. Thanks, Joe Biden. What do wrestling fans say? Let's go, Brandon Cutler. I don't know. We will find a way to squeeze it all in to an action-packed hour. Stick around. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports By Live Broadcasting Network.
0: Well, now it's no problem with YourCreditPulse.com. Our experts have the comprehensive knowledge to help you aggressively navigate and remove any irregularities from your credit report. YourCreditPulse.com is the solution you've been looking for, from buying a house or a car or securing your next personal or small business loan. All you have to do to get started with a confidential and free consultation is go to our website at YourCreditPulse.com now. So, get in a good credit game at YourCreditPulse.com.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Oh, I love that music. We are the at work listening pro wrestling show, the wrestling show for your dentist's office. It's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, and we are live on Saturday. Hey, we have a couple of different things here on the weekend, one of those being the number. I don't have Brian's direct line, so you got to reach me at 1 800. 878 play 1 800 878 7529. The other thing that is different is that, you know, Brian's got five hours a week to fill. I've got one. And as I said, there's so much wrestling now, I can't cover every result and every piece of news because if I do that, this is just going to be a recap show. And I don't want to be a newscaster just reading the news in wrestling, I want to talk about it and give you my feelings and opinions on things so i'm not going to cover everything this is not a one-stop shot shop this is a highlight reel if you will so think of this as a recap show where i only talk about the highlights and things that interest me or things that i think are important that get a reaction out of me if i just list everything that's happening that's it's not a show that I want to do. I want to do monologues and bits and ter- tell terrible jokes and have a lot of regrets the next morning when I when I do my show. If you want lists, there are YouTube channels that that do that. Hey, before we get into things, I want to uh, mention something that's very sad and serious. Former WWE and WCW star Virgil, Mike Jones, announced on social media that he's suffering from the early stages of dementia. In a Twitter thread, Virgil said that he's been feeling unwell during WrestleMania weekend, went to the doctor, and that's where he found out he suffered two massive strokes and was suffering from an early stage of dementia. That's very sad. I know that people, you know, Virgil is kind of a comedy character, Lonely Virgil, and he kind of plays into that with meat sauce and, and things. And, Um, you know, he's still a person, you know, I think sometimes with some of these wrestlers who are so associated with their characters, I mean, maybe even someone like a Marcus Bagwell, you could say the same thing where they're so tied to their character, like a Scott Steiner, where you don't think about them actually being people. And Mike Jones is a person and he says that he's scared and that he can't afford to get through this and make a living. I mean, I can relate to that. And if you're younger, maybe you don't understand that you have a window of of earning years. And again, if I can be serious for a second, really serious, not joking, um, there is a lot of ageism in hiring. And you will experience it as you get older. It's just a fact of life. And it's also a fact that people, when you get older, people younger than you, We'll call you old and peg you as old and you will be uncool and all of those things. And so when Virgil says he's scared and he can't afford to make a living through this, I mean, his earning years are behind him. And, you know, he may or may not have health care coverage. And I don't know if he has a spouse that makes money or not, but I can certainly relate to that. I mean, my wife is is very successful at what she does, so I'm very lucky in that regard but I can relate to Mike Jones I wish I wish him all the best with that it's a it's a tough go when those things happen when you when you get older so we we wish him well and believe me I can understand as the the effing king of recovery or the king of effing recoveries as people want to say either way I I don't care I'll I'll answer to uh, to either one and you could still get your t-shirts by the way at pro wrestling tees also, want to mention I will be in Las Vegas for double or nothing, be at various events, maybe even be in the luxury suite. I understand there are tickets still available. I think Garrett's going to be there along with Andrew Zarian, and they say they're going to get Dave there. Do they mention me? No. No one ever mentions me, but you can still get tickets to the luxury suite at Tony Leader and F4W online. Dot com And also that weekend, I will make my first ever and probably only appearance in a wrestling match as I will be in Debbie Malenko's corner. My girl Debbie, who's in her 50s as well, as she takes on Billy Starks Saturday, May 28th for Poder Quattro at the Silver Nugget Casino. There's going to be me a meet and greet with Brian and Dave at 10 a.m., a Q&A at 11. Again, I'm not mentioned, not on the poster for Poder Quattro. No one ever cares about poor, 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 poor Jim Valley. We did have some technical issues last week. I mentioned that it frustrated me. I recorded a podcast for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. And because it wasn't broadcast, I was able to use some colorful language to express my anger. Apparently people like angry Jim Valley. And uh, what makes me angry this week? We'll uh, we'll get into that. Very quickly, if you don't want spoilers, plug your ears for a second. Ready? 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Battle of the Belts tonight. It was taped uh, the other night, taped Friday night. Uh, Sammy Guevara, spoiler, defeated Scorpio Sky to win the AEW TNT Championship. Uh, Guevara and Ty were heavily booed. And uh, Sky got a lot of cheers. Guevara was doing some subtle heel stuff. Not fully leaning into it, but we'll see. Paige Van Zandt ended up coming out near the end and had a brawl with Conti. Guevara and Conti made out after the match to heavy boos. And T's going back through the heel tunnel until going through the face tunnel. But obviously something going on there. ROH World Champion Jonathan Gresham. Defeated Dalton Castle to retain his title. Castle got the full entrance that he usually does with the boys and all of that. Jay lethal Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh came out afterwards. Singh took out the, boy, took out the boys and Cathal Castle. Lethal hit the lethal injection on Gresham, but Lee Moriarty ran in. But Singh took him out as well. Lethal attacked Matt Seidel afterwards, beat him down. Until Samoa Joe came out with a pipe, running the heels off. And AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa defeated Nyla Rose to retain her title. Rosa was super over with the crowd, as expected. Tonight, New Japan Windy City Riot at uh, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on pay-per-view, only on Fight TV. John Moxley vs. Will Ospreay. Ashii versus Suzuki. Jay White's uh, US of J. Open Challenge, there's a lot of people that could be, I'm not really sure, I don't really have an opinion on that. Tom Lawler versus uh, Yuji Nagata, and a bunch of other multiple man and uh, tag team matches. Wheeler Yuta, who is apparently still in chaos, is on the show with Rocky Romero, I guess uh, he's still in chaos, we'll see there, and the QT Marshall, also on the show. Lots of people are speculating. And I believe it's also the Super J cast who say that uh, Tony Khan's announcement is going to be a partnership with New Japan. Obviously, we're seeing AEW content now on New Japan World, and they are saying that there's going to be a crossover show in Chicago on June the 23rd. You know, a lot of people during the pandemic were talking about New Japan's in trouble, and New Japan is boring, and New Japan this, but it was really, they were really more than anybody a victim of the pandemic. New Japan's content has always been pretty strong, but now that perhaps things are opening up and I hope everyone stays safe. You know, I was in a drugstore the other day and nobody was wearing their masks. And I'm not saying you should wear your mask everywhere. Certainly there are safe situations, but maybe wear a mask where you're going to run into a lot of people who might be sick, you know? Picking up medicine, just just saying, maybe wear your mask properly. I was walking through a hospital for some appointments this week, and I'm like, people not wearing their mask over their noses in a hospital, I'm like, that's kind of foolish. So, stay safe. Hey, we are going to talk about Smackdown coming up, RKO and the Usos, plus the legend of Wheeler Yuta. And what pisses me off about you damn wrestling fans? It's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network.
1: Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. And learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. please 800-756-3744 800-756-3744 800-756-3744 that's 800-756-3744 you are listening to wrestling observer live on the sports byline
2: broadcasting network jim valley wrestling observer live one 800 play you can tweet me at Jim uh, Valley. We are back, and we are here live. Did you see SmackDown? The Usos and RK Bro at a confrontation. I'll tell you what. I like RK Bro. I like Randy Orton. What he's doing now. I like Matt Riddle, but Matt Riddle's comments about being in Worcester and Worcestershire sauce was the worst. You could tell that he was trying to remember the script, and it was just. So unnatural and awful. And I know they're trying to go for like a Spicoli thing. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I told you I was on the 1980s cruise. So there's people in their, you know, late 40s through maybe early 60s on this cruise who lived through the 80s and loved the 1980s. And I'll tell you what, there were people, even someone I went on the cruise with was dressed up like Spicoli. Nobody cared. I think leaning into... Jeff Spicoli is too old and too much. I just, and it was bad. And I hope they do something better than uh, than that with with Matt Riddle. They've got something there, but I don't know. Uh, Madcap Moss did an interview with Drew Gulak, who's now a broadcaster. Uh, Madcap Moss said he did the puns because he trying to appeal to his audience, which he said his audience was, Happy Corbin, but I think we know that his audience is actually Vince McMahon. He's still got the same outfit as Madcap Moss, but now he just seems like generic babyface. He slapped hands and smiled and clapped. He went to the ring. He kind of he looked like a '90s babyface, like Tom Zink or Brian Pillman. He has like no personality right now. I'm a little worried what they're going to do with Madcap Moss. Maybe this is just a chapter. We shall see. He beat Umberto. He's going to face Angel next week. And Madcap Moss is going to need something because he's just very generic baby face right now. Charlotte, who's doing awesome work. I did an interview with Drew Gulak, uh, who, like I said, is auditioning to be on-air talent. He's a little subdued. He's not bad. But anyway... Charlotte attacked him from behind, put him in the figure eight, made him say, I quit, which is fine. That's what announcers are supposed to do. I think Charlotte is doing great work right now. You know who's not doing great work? Rhonda. I don't know. Rhonda's promos are not great. Rhonda, I know she just had a kid, but, you know, so did Lacey Evans, and it's like, I don't know, Rhonda just looks like everything points to her not wanting to be there. And this is kind of the pattern that she went through when she lost a Holly Holm, that she didn't want to be in UFC anymore. She disappeared for a very long time and came back and just wasn't the same. And it just feels like, Anytime Rhonda has any adversity that she just clams up, that she just doesn't put any effort into anything. I mean, she doesn't look, her arms don't look toned. She doesn't look happy. She doesn't look energetic with her promos. She just feels everything points to thus, to just going through the motions with Rhonda Rousey. And I don't think she's gonna lose, and I quit match, but I just don't know that she's gonna make it to WrestleMania next year with this kind of effort going into things. Ricochet is not fla- is now flawless. He beat Jinder Mahal. He's got a lot of height in his aerial maneuvers. He's still robotic in his promos. We'll get back to Ricochet in a minute. They called Butch. <laughs> The Rabbit Wolverine, which I forgot was Chris Benoit's nickname. A lot of people kind of freaking out about that. I don't know. I didn't really care. Uh, They told the story that Butch and all of his newsy friends fight all the time. You know, it's not dissension, it's just what they do. They fought with each other and then they attacked. Butch attacked the New Day. Backstage, so that's just they just fight all the time because you know they're they're Irish and that's what Irish and Scottish and those people do they fight because they can't show them drinking because that's the other stereotype because you gotta do stereotypes still in 2022. So Riddle defeated Jimmy Uso, great finish. Jimmy went for the Simone drop, Riddle countered into the RKO in the air for the pin. Um. Here's the thing. They've got three matches officially announced for WrestleMania Backlash. Um, They've got the Tag Team Champion Unification match, RK-Bro versus The Usos, I Quit match versus Charlotte, and then Cody Rhodes in a rematch versus Seth Rollins. Now, aside from that, I'm kind of worried about RK-Bro. To WWE's credit, they haven't gone with RK-Bro longer. They've gone with him longer than they have with many tag team matches tag team acts and I'm wondering the feuds gonna be the reason that Orton and Riddle finally break up I mean that would make sense it gives the Usos the win gives the bloodline all three titles it makes them strong going into WrestleMania with The Rock probably next year and then you've got a singles match with RK Bro and Riddle and then you spin off probably Riddle as a top babyface. Going forward, and they do need top baby faces, I would assume. But I mean, Orton's hot too. It's hard, it's hard to say. I don't know. I like the Usos, fine. I don't know. Maybe I'm not that high on them, probably because of the three DUIs, and that pisses me off. Considering this day and age, you can get an Uber or even a car service. The the Usos have been in WWE a long time, they can do that. And that just, it probably colors my opinion of them. Having a problem with drugs and alcohol and addiction is one thing. And I have sympathy for that, that that is an actual disease. And I have sympathy for that. I don't have that much sympathy when you get behind the wheel of a vehicle with that disease. That's, that's a choice. And that really kind of colors my opinion, to be honest, of the Usos. And with Roman Reigns. As unified champion. It certainly looks like. They're building. To the bloodline. With big losses. At Wrestlemania 39. Or 40. So. If they have unified. Tag team champions. And the unified. Heavyweight champion. In the bloodline. And RKO breaks up. Because of something that happens. While feuding with the Usos. Then you have. RK bro feuding with each other. And then Riddle or Orton. Is a is it top baby face? I don't know. WWE has so few main event acts. RKO Moves merchandise. I wouldn't split them up just yet, but the problem is who do they work with? Who does who do the Usos work with? The Street Profits again? Alpha Academy? Um the The Red the, the Warrior the Viking Raiders? I forgot their name. I forget about them because they lose all the time. I don't know. It's hard to say. WWE has two stadium shows to to fill. They got SummerSlam in Nashville and the UK show, not to mention Saudi Arabia. So we'll see what happens as they move forward with with these storylines. Another thing that's weird, LA Knight appeared in a a dark match prior to... uh, Tonight, SmackDown in a uh, managerial role. He managed Mace, and I had to look it up, it, who who Mace was. It was, uh, I forgot, it was Dio Madden. I, I knew who he was. Which one is he? he oh yeah, he's he's Dio Madden, because he hadn't been on TV much. But now he's a part of night model management. And uh, Mace defeated Eric, as I mentioned, of the Viking Raiders, and he had been on TV since November. I don't know, it's just, it's weird. This feels like what Adam Cole would have done, being that wrestler-manager thing, and if that's the case, it looks like Adam Cole made the right decision, but you tell me. But what does it say about WWE, that Ellie Knight is too small to be a regular wrestler in WWE? And some people are comparing LA Knight to Roddy Piper, but that is not a fair comparison. It's a different time. In WWF, when Roddy Piper was at his peak, you could break the rules. And Roddy Piper obviously wasn't planned to be the top guy, but he took that main event in WWE because he was an outlaw. And it was an outlaw time still in wrestling. Today in WWE, no matter how talented La Knight is, you've got to follow the script. And he should. He can't step on toes. And we'll, we will see what happens there if that even makes the main roster. One play. One seven eight seven five two nine. Let's go to the phones, Ryan. What you got for me, Ryan? Are you there? Do we have Ryan? Hi Jim. Hey man, what's up?
1: My uh question's on Cody Rhodes. You think if WWE does a good job, who do you think the next executive or top act that'll leave from AWWE? And what secrets do you think possibly they could give them to me and that could be a benefit to the company?
2: You know, it's it's really hard to say. You know, it's too hard. I think it's we're too far away from any contracts to see anybody leave and As far as secrets, um, you know, I think a lot of things are, a lot of the cards are out on the table. I don't know what Cody would do, but also, Cody's a smart guy. Cody knows that if he gives Vince McMahon too much information, he can't go back to AEW should things go south. Cody Rhodes is a smart guy. We'll be back. Stand by. Wrestling
1: Observer Live. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details.
0: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
2: You're listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Wrestling Observer Live, Jim Valley. 1-800-878-PLAY. Tweet me at uh, Jim Valley. You know, last week, I talked about the influence of video games on pro wrestling. And they have gone together since 1983. When the NES launched in 85, pro wrestling was there. In the 90s. You can't think about the PS1 and especially the N sixty four without thinking of wrestling video games. For years, WWE superstars look forward to their video game check. Why? Because it always sold. AEW is investing big money in its upcoming video game this fall. Let's do this fall and by the way, can somebody get me a copy if you're listening? You know I don't ask for much, but I need a copy of that game. And before I got sick, I co-hosted an interview that Dave Meltzer did with Kenny Omega. And at the end of the interview, I asked Kenny if he had inside information on the video game to give fans some hope that it was going to be everything that video game fans wanted. And you know what? I got more feedback from answering that question than virtually anything else I had done up to that point. People were happy that a gamer asked a video game question what's my point it's that wrestling fans play video games wrestling fans like me grew up with games what was the sign that was on rampage last night kingdom hearts isn't all that complicated i beat Elden ring and a few weeks ago i think it was on uh, Was it a WrestleMania or WWE night track, night trap wasn't a bad game. That's hilarious. By the way, there is a connection between pro wrestling and video games, which brings me to Wheeler Yuda. Wheeler Yuda is on a quest. I'm a big fan of the uh, legend of Zelda, whether it's Zelda or any other video game, there's always a quest. In the beginning, Ganon or someone kidnaps Zelda, but you can't just run up to the door and rescue Zelda. That'd be a crappy game. Instead, you've got to level up and make the world whole while you save her life. You've got to go gather gems or pieces of gems to create a bigger gem or stones or get food or seeds Or you put the combinations together to give the world life, give you power, or to forge weapons. There's a progression. There are side quests. You're on a journey. And that's exactly what Wheeler Yuda is doing. Tony Khan doesn't strike me as a video game guy. He said he did play Zelda. But still, Wheeler Yuda is going on a quest that can be transferred to the entire world of entertainment. It's the hero's quest. Whether it's Luke Skywalker or Harry Potter, Black Panther, we all watch them grow, stick to their core beliefs, and become the hero. One of the problems that fans had with Ray Skywalker, there was no hero's quest. She was already perfect and fully formed. No struggle for the audience to get behind and relate to. And what we're seeing with Wheeler Yuda is the hero's quest. There are new parts of the story. Friday night, he had new trunks. And he got the pinfall on Billy Gunn with a roll-up while wearing the new trunks. In Star Wars A New Hope, or as we called it in my day, Star Wars, Luke wears White, tan in The Empire Strikes Back, and finally black as a full Jedi in Return of the Jedi. Last night, Wheeler Yuta was wearing a similar outfit with markings, but the bright Marty Janetti, innocent colors were gone. He's no longer the same character. He's grown as a person. He's leveled up and is a little darker, just like the next level in a video game, or getting a new tunic in The Legend of Zelda. Which brings me to you fans. It's always because of the fans. And I'm not turning on you, but still. Bruce Pritchard tells the story, if you listen to Bruce, he's got so many catchphrases. And one of the stories, one of the tropes, is how Bob Hawley once proposed that he goes over and beats everybody, and he's going to get over that way. And it's funny, people laugh about it. But you know what? Wrestling fans do the exact same thing. They have their favorite wrestler who they want to see on top, whether they have mass appeal or not. So-and-so needs to debut and beat Roman Reigns. And you know what? AEW tried to do that this week with Satnam Singh. The lights went out and there was this new star who beat up the established Samoa Joe. And people complained. Why? Isn't that what people want? I see that all the time. Tweets every day. About fantasy booking. Cesaro. Or some other darling. Of course there's a difference with Cesaro. Cesaro is super talented. He's paid his dues. But the problem is the underlying booking story. Of him in WWE. The subtext. Is that he's a utility player, not a main event guy. So if Cesaro came out and WWE did some huge surprise, most of the WWE universe wouldn't care. And that's the thing with your book. Whether you like whatever wrestler it is, insert name here, that's not how it works. Wrestlers are not interchangeable characters. Like Legos, you've got to build a story. You've got to prove that they belong, particularly in AEW. You've got to show that you belong in the club. Or WWE has got to show that you belong in that universe that they know you as a character. That was the problem with Laura Dern in uh, one of the Star Wars, whichever Star Wars movie she was in. She came in, spoiler alert, and saved the day. And I'm like, who's this character? I don't know her. I want Leia to slay save the day. Or somebody else that I know to save the day. She's got to earn my trust. I've got to, you know, it takes more than just one movie to belong and show that you belong in that universe. You can't just turn out the lights and make a new star. It is takes time to show who that person is, what their character is, and why you'd like them and build up that desire. So you want to see them win or you want to see them grab that glory. And that's what Wheeler Yuda is doing. And that's why people like Wheeler Yuda, because he's earning his stripes in the Blackpool Combat Club. He's earning his stripes in AEW and showing you his personality as he goes on. He didn't just show up and win the title and go over on everybody. People would resent that. And that's what I'm saying. With your favorite wrestler or anybody you like, they can't just go over whether you like them or not. You've got to build them up to the crowd. You've got to have them go through a quest and grow as a person, just like in in real life. And speaking of that, speaking of belonging and getting in, uh, let's talk about the crown of barbed wire. Um, I'm not really mad about it, and I don't know why. You know, when I heard about it, I saw a little bit of outrage. It's, it's Easter weekend, and if you're celebrating Easter, all my best to you. And Rampage was shown on Good Friday. And obviously, Easter and Christmas are the two times a year when people pretend to be religious. And I was expecting kind of cringe, and and I really didn't. And I don't know if it's because I'm not overly religious, but understand, I'm, I'm not resentful. I always try to be respectful of, of others' beliefs. But it felt to me more like a coincidence than an attempt to be sacrilegious. And some people compared it to Raven or Steve Austin, and those seem more overt to me. The symbolism was undeniable. This one has deniability. And I think also the platform matters. AEW positions itself as wrestling. WWE is sanitized entertainment. AEW has blood. WWE is for the masses. AEW targets wrestling fans who are upset and upset about the sanitation and and the commercialization, whatever you want to call it, the sports entertainmentization that WWE does. And they try to appeal to that resentment. Look at Disney. They've got this movie out called Turning Red. And I guess some people are upset because it talks about uh, growing up and I don't know, the change for women. I don't know what you want to call it, but they're upset because they feel like that's something that's inappropriate for a kid's movie. Whether it is or not is your decision, but Disney has an image. And some people say that Turning Red goes against that image. But maybe if it was an indie film produced by another company, maybe there would be a different expectation. And I guess that's it. I have a different expectation for AW. I expect it to be grittier, so it doesn't bother me. It's sports entertainment versus professional wrestling, so I don't know. I'm just not that offended. And if you are, I guess I guess I'm fine with that. That's that's certainly your choice and you can talk about it or tweet me at one 800 play one 800 7529 But it just didn't bother me. Is it because I'm on the payroll? I don't know. But it just, they didn't lean into it as far as taking a lot of time, putting it on his head. They didn't do, you know, the iconography with Jesus is when you put your arms out to the side. And they didn't do that. And they didn't take a long time with it. It just felt like the easiest thing to do with the barbed wire and the and the, the pile driver was to have it be circular, stick it on his head, they had it through his neck a bit. So it didn't seem like an overt attempt to do Jesus imagery to me. But if it was to you, we can talk about it, but... Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it it wasn't. I don't know that it's necessarily something I would have done, but I just wasn't offended by it. Maybe I'm going easy on AEW. Have the checks cleared yet? Have my checks cleared? I don't know. Maybe not, but I don't know. I just I just wasn't offended by it. And if you were, you can certainly uh, let me know at 1-800-878-PLAY one 800 let us see what uh, the YouTube chat say. Do, do people care? Uh, Josiah, who's a pastor, says um, he thinks people were reading way too much into it. That it's a spot in a violent wrestling match and he didn't think it was deliberate. And I felt it that way too. I didn't think it was deliberate. They didn't make a reference to it in commentary. And again, they didn't do The crossed arms. You know, like, for example, in Superman comics and in Superman movies, when Superman has died, they always do the arms out because that's really the Jesus metaphor. And they really didn't do the Jesus metaphor with the arms out. Same thing when they put Steve Austin on the Undertaker symbol. And with Raven, the the arms out or the Jesus metaphor, and I just didn't feel like, other than the barb wire, this was the Jesus metaphor, but that's just my thought. one 800 878 800 878 7529 Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
0: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. start increasing your bone density call now
1: 800-437-8217 800-437-8217 800-437-8217 that's 800-437-8217
0: here's a simple solution for you if you have back pain knee pain or any other pain in your body it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day your body is over 60 percent water and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee.
1: Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped
0: people that have been injured or wronged. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you.
1: They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. You are listening to
2: Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. 1 800 878 play 1 800 878 7529 or tweet me at uh, Jim Valley. Windy City Riot comes up tonight on uh, Fight TV, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I guess it is sold out in chicago tonight which is great news as i said i think new japan was hurt the most by the pandemic but they'll come back just fine if things are indeed opening up and i hope people stay safe and uh, act responsibly and understand that you can still get sick so please uh, take care of yourself some great matches tonight filthy tom takes on Yuji Nagata, lots of uh, multiple man and tag team matches tonight. Jay White with his United States of J Challenge as he takes on someone tonight. Tomohiro Ishii will take on Minoru Suzuki. You know, that's going to be violent and a lot of fun. And in the main event, John Moxley takes on Will Ospreay. And a lot of people expecting that there will be an announcement or some kind of angle tonight talking about a combination New Japan-AEW show coming up in June in Chicago. And these will be some of the major things. And I know that Moxley has been on the show uh, before with New Japan. Wheeler Yuta is too. But QT Marshall, we'll see what uh, happens tonight. Thank you for listening. We'll check you next Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Jim Valley, follow me on Twitter, at Jim Valley, and we'll talk to you next Saturday, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.